Today's episode is brought to you by SeatGeek, our presenting sponsor who just launched a fantastic new feature called SeatGeek Marketplace. SeatGeek has always allowed you to buy great tickets for sporting events and concerts, but starting right now, it allows you to sell your tickets too. Selling tickets on SeatGeek is simple and easy. You won't get hijacked by a ridiculous after-the-sale cost that other sites charge. Go to SeatGeek.com BS to learn how to buy and sell tickets on SeatGeek. That's SeatGeek.com BS. Today's episode is also brought to you by Simply Safe, the best way to protect your home without writing huge checks or signing long-term contracts with no way out. Why would you want a home security system that gives you 24-7 protection for just $14.99 per month? That's less than half what most companies charge. Visit simplysafebuild.com and get an exclusive offer for 10% off. Finally, a home security system you can trust. Again, simplysafebill.com. Here we go. Yeah. Hey. Clear it for you. <laughs> I figured you'd like that one. I love that. Um, this is like the 387th interview Michael B. Jordan has done, but this will be one of the most fun ones. You know what? I'm glad I'm wrapping up. Y'all rest with you. So this is this is this is this a wrap up? Uh, this is a wrap up. This is my last day. This, this is, is it. Last day of press, man. It's been we've been going strong for a few few weeks, about two three weeks, and yeah, this is a. You really? When did the? When did you do the GQ thing? GQ, I mean, we shot that a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. But it dro- so you've been it in like three it. months. Yeah, yeah, solid. Is solid. this the most you've done? By far. I think um, with Fantastic Four, you know, we definitely did a lot of press, but that was a little bit more condensed and, uh, um, you know, uh, low-key, if you if that makes any, any sense. <laughs> but this one would, would, would definitely be the most work and the, the most stops that I've been through, for, uh, for sure. I should mention that your name is Michael B. Jordan. Not- You're the star of Creed. Mm-hmm among other things that you've done in the past but creed is the big one creed's like you're on the poster creed is like you get shape like big huge lead body transformation you yeah. know a film that's going to take me all over the world yeah the most eyes are going to be on this project than the other project for sure so did you did you consult athletes about how to add muscle to your physique um in possibly nefarious ways you know how did I mean, that work I, I think I, I got lucky i got lucky and teamed up with this guy Corey callier he's a, a trainer I, I met him on the set of fantastic four and we just literally just got along great and he I think, didn't like work for a rod or anything no before, no right okay good no 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 he uh he was a uh, more of an lsu guy than anything but um but no 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 <laughs> no that's another thing i wanted to do it you know straight up you know, like I want to do, like I want to put the work in. I want to put the time in. I, I didn't want any like shortcuts, like whatsoever, because I know that your body would eventually tell on itself. So for me, we, we that was some, one thing that we definitely talked about, and we wanted to just be, you know, as authentic as we could, and to look like a boxer. So right, we linked up, uh, changed my diet completely. Changed your diet. So what'd you do? Grilled chicken, brown rice gallon and a half of water a day and different variations of that so it'd be like steak asparagus brown rice like fish spinach brown brown rice that was literally all i ate so no pizza at like 2 30 in the morning only on sundays oh you two your cheat day i had one cheat day so that was the only thing that got me through the week was like the little results that you would see yeah, and yeah. then cheat day on sunday i would get up early go french toast you know Philly, I was in Philly, so Philly cheesesteaks were definitely on the menu two to three times a day, sometimes on Sundays. Like, I, I literally ate myself sick on Sunday. So how do you get feedback? Because you're already a handsome actor. It's not like women are already going to like you anyway, but feedback like, how do you what? even know stuff's working? Like, I mean, with the body I mean, transformation. I'm, I'm seeing, like, an ab I've never saw before. Okay, so I got all, a little, it's all little selfish cut. stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. Oh, oh, yeah, definitely. All, so you're checking yourself in a full-length mirror a lot and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. A little bit. I think you have to obsess over your body to see real physical change. Like, well, if you, especially if you're naked in a movie, half naked in a movie for forty percent of the movie. Oh, for sure. I mean, you yeah. gotta like, you know, have the roles can't be there. I mean, have you seen Carl Weathers, Apollo Creed, you know, and Rocky, you know, forty years ago, they were ripped to a T. So I just wanted to come close. I didn't, you know, I wasn't. You know who doesn't feel this way? Eddie Lacy and the Green Bay Packers, <laughs> whose belly was jug- was jiggling in HD this week. I mean, he was like, he's built for durability, you know, yeah, he and, is. and the long haul. I he's mean, built for getting tackled by five guys at once. <laughs> exactly. So is Carl Weathers, do you feel like you're related to him now? How does that work? I mean, I think we have a bond now that it will be, you know, that's that's forever. Did he, did he call you and say it's okay to call him dad or call, anything call like that? Pop. I think at the, at Movie the, dad? At the premiere, he said, listen, son, you did a great job. And I was like, okay, Pops, this is the first time we actually met. <laughs> but it was a cool, surreal moment because that was the first yeah. time he saw the film. And that was the first real conversation that we've ever had. So it was kind of it was kind of cool for him to like... It's, 
tell me about the movie and then for right. me to like just be like, oh man, it's a, such an honor. Is he still mad that he got killed off from Rocky Four? He has to be. I did a podcast with him and once, and little, I, I could tell he was still salty about it. I think I think, I think he kind of let it go now that he saw the finished product, but I, I don't, don't think, think he was. I think you think now. You think he's still he, a little because they could have. He just could have gone into a coma and come out of it at the end of Rocky could've Four. Could have been in a wheelchair. Could have watched it from the hospital bed or but something. If that would have happened. We wouldn't have had Creed One. All right. True. So I think in hindsight, him looking back at it, I think he's like so it was he the might best for you. Little, it was the best for me. Selfishly, I'm actually glad that pop had to go rocky four <laughs> wait how old are you though now i'm 28 so you weren't even i was i was so there's born some rock- so there's some birthday cheating with this movie like just by like two by, three years about two years about about two years because you could say years. maybe he met some yeah we can give away some of the plot right well i mean a, a little a, bit a little bit people know well, you're related to creed i'm definitely related to creed but i never met nor knew my father yeah i don't feel like we're giving that away yeah that's, yeah. that's general knowledge. Yeah. Okay. 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 So you think like two weeks before the Drago fight, which was supposed to be an exhibition. Yep. Like two weeks before. It was before. supposed to be an exhibition. It might, it might have been the, the night before. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's just like push it all the way up to the limit. And that started out as a joke and it turned into a disaster. Yeah, pretty as much. As Warner Wolf said in Rocky Four. I think so. So the night before, mm-hmm. he's with some lady trying to unwind. This is all fan fiction, by the way. This is all this yeah, is all, this we're is all, this this all fan fiction. Yeah, so yeah. nine months later, so that would put your birthday in like the nineteen eight. Yeah, I guess yeah, it's right, okay. Right. Yeah, that works. Late eighties. Yeah, and you're twenty nine. I'm twenty nine. I'm twenty eight. Turning twenty nine in yeah. February. Yeah, I'm that born, works. Okay. I was born in eighty seven, so technically, so right around there it works. Because the Rocky series has taken liberties with math. They have Rocky four to Rocky five. The kid aged eight years while Rocky was in Russia. Not a lot of people realize that. I never. He comes back that. and the kid's a teenager for Rocky Five. See, sometimes but when he left, the kid was six. See, but you got to kind of fudge it every once in a while. So yeah. I think this is a cool. This is an okay fudge. I think it's the fans a, would be okay with this. I, I'm totally fine with right. it. So, yeah. By the way, so what did you guys decide to do about Rocky Five? Like in the movie, as an actor, did you pretend, pretend Rocky Five happened? Because I like to live my life like it never happened. I think, I think a, a lot Sly of people, feels that way. Oh, Sly definitely feels like that. He's one of the most honest guys possible, especially with himself. He keeps things real, and he doesn't really look at Five like it counts. And I, but one of the cool things you know about Adonis is that he never knew his dad. He kind of got shunned out of that world completely. Right. So for me, as an actor going into it, eh, didn't really happen. So as you know, I'm probably the biggest Rocky fan. Yeah, I mean, I was like Rocky, Rocky one. I remember seeing in the theater. I was six. Okay, so that was one of those. Dad took you. Just kind yeah, of like I, what? You know what's what's interesting because you don't realize it now because everybody's seen it a million times. But in the theater, it was really confusing whether he won or not because because the they're reading so, the scorecards and oh, he's wow. just yelling, Adrian, Adrian, <laughs> isn't it? And the guys going, Creed, one fifteen one or whatever he says, and everybody wants him to win, so everybody yeah. was just like, he, he must have won, and kind of like got up and got all excited about it. Yeah, so we, I saw it in the dead of movie theater. Don't ask me how I remember that, Massachusetts, okay. and we left. I'm like, so he didn't win. So, but then you you knew why he didn't win because they needed the sequel. They exactly. were smart enough to not give it to him. But going all the way through Rocket Two, Rocket Three, Rocket Four. So obviously, I watched the epics documentary about the Rocky series. Okay, that was a really that you good narrated. One. Yeah. And that's when I realized Sly had kind of given up on Rocky Five. He threw it under the bus. <laughs> he, was he even said, honest. like, I should have directed it. I, should, I realized after the fact, like, he was, it's a full distance now. I mean, because, I mean, he, I mean, he, he knows. I mean, sometimes I think when you get past, you know, the third one, and if you're not making the movies for the right reasons, you know what I'm saying? Not for the right reasons, but if yeah. it's not, if no, it's not about the same mean. heart. I think, like, you know, yeah. the first Rocky was a love story, you know, and then I yeah. think you try to keep try to keep on to that heart as much as you can, but you always got to try to outdo yourself the one before. So I think that just is a natural progression when, when, a, when a film goes, you know, two, three, four, five, six. It just kind of, it's hard to keep so up. So Rocky one's heart. an Oscar winner. Rocky yeah. two was a movie that desperately needed an editor and <laughs> really doesn't get going until Adrian comes out of the coma. You Fair act enough. the audience goes into a coma. She's in the coma, but then she comes out. It's one of the best 25 minute sequences ever. I love it. Uh, Rocky three. I think the best. Okay. You, you like know that clever lane. I mean, that was, I, it's, I just think it's the most satisfactory beginning to end cleanest, most modern Rocky movies at thunder lips. It's got it's got a real theme yeah. about like about celebrities and fighters and athletes being domesticated. Okay, what getting you... a lot of success and you you get soft. No, you really do. You don't protect your corner yep. anymore. That's yeah, that's exactly it. I yeah. mean, I think now that mirrors real life. So I think totally. That, yeah, but that's definitely a Rocky Four ends the Cold War. 
which is epic. He literally ended the Cold War. The ball, the wall came down two years later. Stallone doesn't get enough credit for that. Hmm. Rocky Five never happened. Rocky Six, I, I, I've come to grips with. Okay, it was a little. I mean, he was a little old to to be fighting for yeah, a title, but, but it's Bob, fine. But yeah, Babo works. Creed's good. Thank you. Creed's Thank good. You, it's it's. A, I mean, Ryan does an incredible job. I think it comes from. The, all the right places, you know, like understanding where the story first came from, his relationship with his father and becoming sick, you know, seeing somebody that he thought was so strong, you know, his entire life. And then to see him not be able to do the things that he's used to, you know, having the idea of, you're talking about Ryan. Yeah, oh, Ryan. I'm sorry, Ryan Coogler. Uh, oh, yeah. So, from, from, from oh, Fruitvale I didn't realize Station. there were parallels with, oh. uh, with his own family situation in the movie. Oh, for sure. I mean, oh. that, that's kind of where the story all stemmed from was Ryan's uh, relationship with his father and, and his father's relationship with his mom in the Rocky films. Um, not to, you know, well, Ryan's been talking about it, but... No, that's you know, interesting, though. You know, Ryan's, you know, dad used to watch the Rocky, you know, the Rocky franchise, the Rocky films with his mom when his mom was, was passing away. So it was a very special, you know, film to his dad. And as his dad got older and uh got you know misdiagnosed with uh you know ALS um it was a film that Ryan used to watch with his father a lot you know before football games and before uh you know karate matches and stuff like that just to kind of get him motivated to like you know go out there and compete mm. so you know when his dad got sick you know it kind of sparked this idea in Ryan's head to to write a story to tell a story about his father's hero getting sick and 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 how you know how he would handle that and you know how would how would Ryan be without his father like what kind of relationship would what kind of man would he be you know if, if he didn't have his, his dad around if you never knew this guy that, that was you know looked to be so strong and um and, and that's where it came from and, and i think after you know he pitched the, the original idea that the, the idea to you know sly he was very standoffish his first knee jack reaction was to say no you know right like you know rocky's done it's put the bed you, it's but retired. you pitched it before your movie Ryan pitched it to 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 Sly and Adam Vinnett before we started shooting Fruitville Station. So he right. asked me if I wanted to do this before we shot one frame of Fruitville Station. Well, I remember we did our with the first time you came on the podcast. Yeah, you talked about a Creed project. Yeah, very vaguely, very vaguely. But yeah. I remember going, oh, something. I I did my read between the lines. And I was like, oh, something's going on. Something's here. going on. But I mean, but everybody was a skeptic. Every, nobody really thought it made sense until you actually see it. And then I think it, it because it, you know, every, you, at first glance it's like oh, it's like Rocky Seven or or you know you, you hear slot you know Rocky Rocky's in it you know the Rocky characters back again it's like you know oh, what is this oh they're trying to make you know another one is he in the ring fighting again but I think this one is you know as honest as possible you know we're we're paying you know the respect to time and the time and the arc of a character you know to being in the ring to making that transition to being in somebody else's corner to being Mickey which I think is which is pretty cool. What I wasn't prepared for was how affecting Sly is in the movie. I knew you'd be good. I didn't know who the girl was, but she was great. Uh, Tess is amazing. Yeah, yeah. I'd seen her before, but I'd never really gotten the full movie experience with her. Okay. And then, um, but Sly was... Honest. Yeah, I came out of it and I'm thinking like, look, I love Sly Stallone. Yeah. I'm all in on Sly. Yeah. But is he like a possible Oscar nomination? I I don't know what else he could have done in that role. Like I was really affected by him. And he was very vulnerable. And it's, yeah. a, and it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a side of Sly and Rocky that nobody's really used to seeing, you know, not since Copland. I think this last Copland was exactly was very good. He actually moved toward that Copland type of, uh, where he just was very subtle. He, he got, he basically stripped Rocky of all the, yep. he did, just didn't do that stuff. Nope. Which was the biggest problem with Rocky five was he dialed that up too much. Got Even it. Rocky six a little bit. This was, he just played it very stripped down, which I liked. Yeah. Less is more. And you guys had great chemistry. Yeah, man. I was like, it was like acting with one of my uncles, you yeah. know, honestly, you know, he has that same, you know, rough house storytelling sit down grab a beer watch a football game you know just he, he has that cool kind of older uncle like feeling to him so yeah we got along great i was worried i wasn't gonna like it and then we'd have to do the podcast and i'd have to like steer lie. toward the nba <laughs> yeah i can't really lie in podcasts but i would have just been like yeah no creed no i haven't seen it yet my, yeah. I but how come about up the some season reason. how about the warriors yeah, this year oh man. my god steph curry do, do you oh. know steph curry <laughs> that's would have been a lot of that uh but so i had michael rapport on a couple weeks ago i love him and he had sliced alone stories okay and he said they were on copland and rapaport's like on level with me as a rocky fan i think mm -hmm. anyone who's somewhere between the ages of like 43 and 49 mm -hmm. 
That's the rocky wheelhouse because you, you're old enough to remember the first one. But then when cable, you know, Kicked early in, 80s, there yeah, weren't yeah. a lot of movies on cable. And it was just the Rocky Marathon, all Rocky 3, Rocky 4. They were just always on. Got it. But um, so Rapport said he would just, every time there was a break in Copland, he would just fire Rocky questions as much at as Stallone. Could. I love it. And Stallone was totally fired up to, to the talk answer, about oh, it. No, he loves it. So he said Mickey, Burgess Meredith. Yeah. He cut, he said he was a world class stick man. <laughs> what that you mean? he he's just got it in with the ladies. Oh oh, stick like man. he was like, well, you know you know about Bird is a world class stick man. <laughs> and so he told this story on the podcast, and people went insane but, that Burgess Meredith was a stick man. Well, we actually kind of pay a little, you know, there's a little break, a little, break, little breadcrumb and, and yeah, increase to that. Yeah yeah, there's a little. But bit. did Stallone give you little tidbits like that about the about the series? Like, were you were you badgering him between takes, or were you just like worried about your own lines and stuff? No, I, mean, I think we were just. I was more worried about the scene, but naturally, he's a storyteller, so he has so many stories to tell. Like, I mean, I mean, he's lived so much life. Like, yeah, his one of his weeks as can outlive somebody's like year, you know. Right. So like, he's always down to tell a story. I mean, I don't know if those stories are definitely podcast appropriate, but he's oh, like, he I think a, all of them are podcast appropriate. <laughs> just a question whether you want to tell them. <laughs> no, nah, he's no. Nah, that's a great. That's a great response. No, but he always had a lot of different stories. So I didn't badger him that much, but I just allowed him to kind of, you know, just say what he wanted to say about it. And did he ever give the yo kid? I was in your spot once. <laughs> Let me tell you something. That give you like the words of advice stuff? No, no. I mean, he would basically say, man, look, you guys are working too hard. You guys are working harder than I did. Like, he, he would admit it a lot, man, as far as like the, the boxing training. Because I, I did all my stunts, you know. There was there is no stunt double, you know. And I, I really wanted to, you know, become a fighter. I, I didn't want anybody to, you know, hold anything back and give me any special treatment. Don't throw me in the ring with the guy and, you know, let's let's see what happens. So he was definitely supportive of that and uh, encouraging of the real hits that I had to take. So a lot of the real punches that I had to take, you could thank Sly for that. Well, he did in Rocky IV. I think uh, Dolph Lundgren actually hurt him. Oh, oh, seriously. Like legitimately oh, hurt yep, him. Like yep, he had yep. to go to the hospital and they almost died. Yep, he's he got a big punched guy. in the heart. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. He yeah. literally, it almost, it almost gave him like a, like, you know, you have CPR, you know, and like, yeah. you're, like, you're like restarting the heart. Like he almost got hit and his heart almost restarted on him. Because he figured out, <laughs> I think Rocky One has not aged well from a boxing effects kind of like you a lot of missed punches oh for sure and you could see the empty seats in the background which by the way they when they re-air these they should cgi seats it in should there. Help they can't cost there, right? that much yeah right yeah put some fake fans in there put a couple filters in there rocky 2 it was clear that they had both decided let's really start hitting each other and then that kind of kept going yeah until it, rocky it 4 where i think i actually think they actually fought in rocky 4 they, they might have just said yeah. just it was a real fight fuck it let's just do it <laughs> <You> totally. <laughs> why not then we're not doing another one right no yeah. no we're not doing Straight another one let's just do it. yeah 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 but um <laughs> so i'm glad that you felt you had to honor the tradition oh, yeah. of actually I'm but it seems you. like so you did so, i show you the video which one i'm gonna show you the video. me actually getting like this one slow-mo shot and it was it. the one where you spit the blood this i remember the, that yeah yeah, yeah i showed you that one right no, but I saw I saw the movie. No, but I didn't show you like the actual hit like in real time. Oh no! Oh man, it's, what happened? I mean, well, well, the first couple times we tried to do it, we tried to do it with slips, you know, and then it's in slow mo, so you can see the the misses, the space yeah. between the punches. So all you, all of a sudden you just hear this snickering from the corner, and, and everybody's like, "What?" And this slide's like, "Man, you got to take it." And like, "What do you mean?" He's like, "No, you got to take a real punch." Like pretty much, like you know, I had to I had to really get hit. And legally, Ryan, he, he would definitely tell you this, as a director, he can't legally say, you know, take the punch. So I had to, like, willingly, like, you know, step up and be like, all right, I'll take the hit. But I definitely got peer pressure. All right, well, let me see this. He's going to be taking a punch in the face, and he's a little nervous. That's a little slice of mom in the background. Yeah, man. So my favorite movie is Dead, Dead Man Walking. And I just happen to have the star of the sequel, Dead Man Walking, <laughs> twice. Because the first time we the, the first time we did the punch, his left glove was in the way, so you couldn't see it connect. So yeah. we had to do it all over again. But this is this is the this is the second time. So you guys are practicing the right hook. Oh! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Who was applauding? Everybody in the audience. <laughs> so you got punched in the, in the face and people like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That, that was great. And because they replayed it in slow-mo on the, the Jumbotron so everybody can see it to see whether or not it was got to hit or not. And just the reaction was like, oh, and like the way, like the, I'm not trying to, I'm not, I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but no, the, it's, the hit is 
pretty epic. During one of the fights, and there's a couple fights in the movie, so we're not saying which. Yeah, but it's pretty epic. So did he take, so the other boxer, we won't say who it was. Yeah. He felt was so bad. Was there a specific party, part of your face that he had to punch? Yeah, he, he went high. like high, So like, like your cheekbone. Yeah, he didn't go for jaw. Because jaw, you could break your jaw. Exactly. But you go here, you maybe get a little shiner and that's it. Exactly. But if he misses by like a quarter inch. That's my ass. Yeah. I mean, I was smelling canvas though. I mean, it was, it was. Did you get a little punchy? I didn't be, get put. No, would no, the no. NFL concussion spotters would have put, let no, you no, keep no. filming the scene? I mean, you could. I definitely know the, what they say when you see stars. Now I know that expression. Right. It's not. It looks like little. I mean, the best way I could describe it is like if you put you know something under a microscope and you saw little like microscopic little things just like floating <laughs> around and like in the petri dish. That's kind of what you see. And just don't right. go towards the light. I just said don't go towards the light. So how how much scripted boxing? A lot. You know, I assume like you're sitting there and you're like, oh, you're going to go one, two. I'm going to go left hook. It's almost like dancing. It is. It is learning a dance routine for sure. Like, is that it, something you need to be good at? Um, Yeah. I mean, it's something that I. Because you know, I'd be terrible about it. I can't remember sequences. So I, I would have been in a lot of trouble. Yeah, you definitely would have been in trouble because I don't know if you want to freestyle with these guys. because They're I'm, knockout artists. Yeah, I'm like Canelo. I can just do one, two. one, two. I can't do anything. <laughs> That's so crazy. We were watching that yeah, fight. Yeah, we're we, in the we, same row. We wanted so much more out of that. I, I, just, I wanted him to throw... It just for one sequence. Yeah, give me a seven punch sequence once in twelve rounds. And that's Canelo. what I love about Cotto because he would throw five punch combinations. Yeah, you know what I'm saying even though all of them weren't clean, it looked like he was doing a lot of work. You know, and they I just think, had no steam on him. Just no, no. Mm. Wait, I sidetracked you. So okay, sorry, you have to right. remember the sequences. So the sequences. Well, one of the you know things about you know um, our film was Ryan. He wanted to shoot the fighting, um, the fights different than any other fight film. Uh, we. Uh, we were super ambitious. I love winners. Like winners is, I, I think they're just so just, you know, as a shot, it just connects the audience. You know, they're, they're, you're just, you're just locked into the scene the entire time. Explain what that is. For a winner is that there, there aren't any cuts. So yep. from, you know, the, the first frame that you see, you know, carried all the way through whatever the scene is that the, there aren't any cuts. So in the first fight in the movie, you had one that's like two and a half minutes long. That's the And I was wondering so how he did that and how he edited it, but that was all one shot. One the whole shot, time. no buried cuts, you know, yeah. that, that's, it's one take. We, 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 we got it on like the eleventh or twelfth take. We did maybe twenty takes of it, and um, pretty pretty strenuous. But uh, from the time I get into the ring to the knockout, well, to the end of the fight, is uh, is is, uh, is is one take, and it takes months and months and months of rehearsal. You know, learning the choreography uh, with the camera guy, our, our, our you know our camera operator Ben, our uh, Clayton Bar- Barber, our uh, fight fight choreographer, and just learning. Where we're going to be? We have three, four people in a ring right now. It is one big, huge dance, and sometimes you do get hit and you get punched in the face. And for the sake of not cutting, you have to stay in the moment and you have to right. budget. So, it's like we have sections of choreography, but then we have pockets of playtime where we connect the. It's the connective tissue between the other choreography. So, like we'll start off one sequence, and then we'll play around, go to the body a little bit, you know what I'm saying, throw punches, like, you know, block, I'll let him go, you know, and it's all about eye contact as well. As long as you're locked in with the other person, you can kind of gauge when somebody's come, you know, when, when, when somebody's getting ready to start the sequences or not. And, uh, and I'm dealing with pro fighters, man, so literally they allowed me to throw real punches, try really hard to hit them, and they're it's second nature to them. So they're blocking, they're catching punches, they're rolling with it. They can take body blows. So they really allowed me to really like sell everything and they were totally okay with it. So the, you're punching their head. Really? They had their gloves up most of the time, but they can hide it and they can hide it or they're catching it right here, right before it gets to their face. And they can handle any body punch. I mean, I mean, I, I mean, I put some weight on, <clears throat> right? I've been no, training, but I mean, but, like, I mean, but yeah, any little punches, shoulder, for side. sure, sides, definitely. They, they're, they're totally okay with that. And then it's all about punch placement, in comparison to where the camera is. So the camera's over my shoulder shooting, you know, over my right shoulder. He's throwing all of his punches to my left eye. You know, it's just to make sure all the punches are actually selling. And then me as an actor, I have to sell them as well. So whiplash is a a real thing, you know, like, oh man, from the base of my, you know, skull, base of my neck, all the way down to the middle of my back, we're sore pretty much the entire time we were filming. Really? Yeah. I mean, because you're never 100% after that first you know, fight sequence, you know, you're you're sore the entire time you're filming. You don't really have that many days off to really get a break to fully recover. So, I mean, it was like being an athlete during a real season. 
And know? they have to be terrified you're going to get hurt and that'll knock the filming schedule back two, it, three weeks, it, right? Exactly. So they were constantly over me, like making sure, you know, ice baths, recovery, stretching, getting scrapings done, basically with, you know, the the, the old Chinese medicine of like spooning. Like yeah. they basically like scrape, they put new blood inside the muscles and stuff like that. It's excruciatingly So painful. A-Rod's trainer earned his money in this one. <laughs> he came through, he earned, he earned his money. <laughs> That's hilarious. And Raphael Palmieri's biogenesis clinic. Hey man, just get rid that, of that shout book. out to them. Just get rid of that book. Get rid of the book. We're good. No documents. So when did your body recover from the whole thing? Um, when we finished the final fight sequence, because we front loaded the film with boxing, you know. So I, so we all the boxing uh, scenes throughout the film were done up front, so we can focus on the acting and the work and character work towards the end of the film, and not have to worry about staying in, you know. Tip, 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 top, camera ready shape, which was like pretty hard. So for me, once I got finished with the championship fight, I uh, my body broke down. I was on bed rest for three days. I, I couldn't literally wow. mentally when I accomplished my goal that night, uh, 103 fever, could not move, body aches, pains. I just was completely shut down. And I got a really sweet text and a call from Sly. You know, basically saying like, because because he knew I was feeling bad, I was feeling guilty for not being able to get up and go to work the next day. Like I really wanted to like, I, you know, I, I'm a workaholic and I I, I want yeah. to get up and uh and work. And he was like, you know, the same thing happened to me during the in the Rocky films. He said, don't worry about it. It's the one of the biggest compliments that your body can give you is that you set your mind to something, you accomplished it, and then once you finish that that once you cross that finish line, your body gives up. It's over. It's done. Like you like you, you've accomplished what you needed to accomplish. So he said, rest up. You've earned it. Don't worry about it. That's what insurance is for, and we're good to go. So I've heard LeBron talk about that too, actually. Well, as far as like, does your body like by just... the, the season ends, and like the next day, his body just completely crashes. Crashes. He's like doing it's... 105 games, and then it's it. It's done because mentally he knows he has something to do, and once he he finishes it, the body said, "Okay, mission complete. I can rest now." I remember the hardest I ever worked was in 2013. I was running Grantland. I was writing my column. I was doing my podcast, but I was also on NBA Countdown doing all the shows. Yep. We, and All-Star Weekend. All-Star Weekend. And you're, I did that. and you're coaching. But I had to do all the playoffs. And I was just like, I just got to get to the draft. Like, I know, I know I'm starting to break down. And I actually broke down after game five. And I, we had two games left. And I... I but it was the same thing. It was just like my body had reached a point where it just couldn't no go anymore. Not to compare myself to a boxer no, who's taking no, punches no, all the no, time. No. But I know what you mean, where it's like there's a finish line in your head. I just need to get there. You just there. want to get there, and you know you're pushing it too far. Yep. And yeah. And you know, you're traveling, not sleeping as much, not resting, you know, not yeah, taking care of yourself. That's vitamins. anything. Travel. Travel. Airports. Being on the road. Seriously. Hotel rooms, all that stuff. Fast food. It's really so, hard to eat clean when you're on the road. Did you feel an obligation you alright? No, you I didn't want to burp in, <laughs> in, into the mic. <laughs> did you uh, did you feel an obligation as an actor to do a boxing film? It seems like everybody has to do one. No. All the real actors have to do one. No, I mean... Nah, come on, deep down. I mean, now that I think about it in hindsight, I guess, you know, the, you know I guess it is kind of a, you know... It's a, a right of passage. passage. Yeah. yeah. Jinx. I, yeah. I don't know. I'm a little kid sometimes. <laughs> the only one who never did is Leo. Leo didn't. Leo didn't. Or, Never did or, a boxing movie. Or put on a suit. What do you mean put on a suit? I mean, I, Leo didn't put on a spandex. I mean, as far as a uh, superhero. Oh. Leo never put on a suit either. That was another rite of passage for you. Mm-hmm. Which was which is one that you know I would gladly do again. It was a... Uh, it's a... Uh, you know, as me being a comic book fan, and yeah, that for that was just like a dream come true, for sure. Being able to play that character. How long, how long was that filming? We shot the film for... I mean, seems four months, three months, three to four months. Well, as you know, I always worry about you. Why? And I, well, I like you. Oh, I, I want you to do well. Appreciate it. But I was worried when that there was bad buzz with that movie, and I was like, yeah. I hope this doesn't. That you know, sometimes with a movie, there's a little stink gets on different people. I was like, I, man, he should get out of this, but it seems like you got out of it. No, that, I right? got I got out of that. Uh, you know, pretty clean, and you know, it's one of those things where you, it was a lesson for me that really made me realize that things aren't in your control. Right. And you can like, want... I'm still learning that lesson. Yeah. <laughs> no, seriously. Right. I mean, you know, it's like, <laughs> I know better than anyone. You can, you can get up, you know, every day and be like, you know, I'm going to give 110% to this one thing or to anything. And then it's still not turn out how people want it or how you expected it to. Right. And it doesn't mean that, you know, you're a failure or it doesn't mean that you didn't 
do a great job. It just means, you know, as a whole, as a project, there's so many other pieces that are moving that have nothing to do with you that determine the outcome of a film. So that's kind of one of those things that I have to kind of like come to terms with. Your your actors are like baseball players. You're not going to bat a thousand. Yeah, I Once know. Once you know that want, coming, you're just not. It's not happening. It's a, no, that's something that we were, we were saying so like for a long time. Me and my team were like, you know, right now, I'm kind of batting a thousand right now. I'm like, kind of good. And then yeah, all my choices have been solid. Much I've been, I've, I've stuck to the plan. You know, we, we had a game plan. I stuck to it. We made all the right decisions. But, you know, sometimes, you know, nobody bats a thousand. But here's the thing about actors. You have one, one good one, and then that's it. People only remember the last movie. It's not like they're sitting there going, "Hey, I'm going to go through MBJ's IMDb.com today and start like and, and grade the ups and downs." Like enough. they just remember what the last movie was. So, thank God. I mean, f- people finally stopped <laughs> yeah, talking about the Wire with you. I'm, I'm guessing. No, no. You'd be surprised. I talk more about the Wire than I do. Still, still today. Wallace is a character, man. It's a show, it's such a show that you know people like. They love. I mean, Friday, that and Friday Night Lights. Those are probably the two shows. And Parenthood's a close third. I mean, it's like right there. Like, how many people like really are connected with that character and with the show? Great writing. With forty year old, forty one year old white parents, I think all of them have watched and that then show. Forty year old white parents, and then you got like the the little the, kids, thirty year olds, and then, yeah. you know the kids are in college and high school. They they watch those shows too, man. It's like with Netflix and Hulu and like you know everything streaming and you know like all these shows are accessible and they can watch them. You know they can binge watch. They don't have to worry about commercials or you know waiting around next week. So I think that's you know a cool element to the, the streaming element where they can catch up on all these shows in a you know one stop. That was the biggest miss with Friday Night Lights. Was the it jump was around five from years the too early, five years too late? Yeah, seriously. And then we didn't have a, a, a home the entire time. Did it no. bounce around from NBC for a second, and then it get picked up on Directv, and then kind of like fans not really knowing where to catch it. It was, it was, it was a little, you know. But think about it. If that show comes out like nine months ago on Netflix, and it's released all at once. It's, it's one of the best, best binge watch shows of all time. For sure. And if it comes out five, six years before, it's also a bigger show because there's less TV on. This is very true. That's a great point. It came in this weird vortex of we weren't quite where we are now, but we had left where we used to be. Yeah. So it, that's that's a great point. Yeah. That's, that's a great point. Because you know why I thought that actually? So I miss Friday Night Live. I think I told you this. Yeah. I, I didn't watch it right away. Because I thought it was going to get canceled. Okay. I was just like, there's no way. NBC will screw this up. The show will be on for six <laughs> episodes. So I, I'm, not, I'm not getting sucked in. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not getting, getting emotionally attached right now. I'm not, not getting attached. Yeah, I'm not yeah. doing it. You're not doing it hey, to you me. Owed your, you owed yourself that. Yeah. Yeah. I had my guard up. You have to. So eventually it was like, oh my God, I missed it. And now I'm 12 episodes late or eight or whatever it was. There's no way to catch up because yeah. we weren't in the Hulu area yet. So I went on eBay and I bought the Japanese DVDs after the season ended. The Japanese, what do you mean? Like they were selling them in Japan. Okay, I bought DVDs and all the. Wow. D- I watched season one with Japanese subtitles I love on the bottom. It, it sounds like yeah. me when I'm watching my anime because like I'm uh, yeah. yeah I'm watching my anime like like uh, in Japan they're in Japan but they have the subtitles at the bottom. Right. Yeah. So I got caught up by the end. But the reason I thought of the binge watching thing was because I watched like four in a row. Oh yeah. Like oh, it's great. Huh? No commercials. She's date, She's hooking up with Riggins. I gotta. I gotta get in one more. <laughs> Everybody wants to know what's going on with Riggins. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then Riggins on True Detective. But, uh, but anyway, uh, it was the perfect binge watch show. Yeah, it is. It and is. I, I kind of don't want it to come back. I've, I've thought about it more and more. I do think there could be another Wire season. You think the Wire can come back and not for? I didn't come back as a movie. But it's so hard. For, okay, well then, what season would you wrap around? I mean, because a lot of the the familiar ones. You talking about people, the Wire? Yeah, I'm saying you come back to Baltimore. When was the last one? Like 2007, oh, seven, seven, six, seven, seven, seven or seven. eight, somewhere okay. in there. Come back to Baltimore ten years later, and you have a couple of the same people, but it's okay. Uh, brand. I think new. that's the only way it could work. Yeah, you Friday Night Lights. You're basically it's just a Kyle Chandler movie at that point, yeah. and because I don't know why he did that. Are gone. Yeah, 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 yeah. Students are gone. I mean, if they could find a clever way to do it, if like you know Peter Berg and Kadams, you know, decide to like you know make it happen, a film maybe. But I just I like the way we we ended the show. You know, five seasons strong. You know, everybody's kind of happy. You know, it's very rare that you can end the show off where everybody feels satisfied. Like that was a legit, you know, great ending. I want to leave it alone. What what do you, what's the ratio right now of people with you with Friday Night Lights versus The Wire? Man, I'm gonna go I'm slightly gonna go, more I'm gonna go, Wire, but it's like people who 
if you if you're saying where if you're talking about the wire, if you're talking about Friday Night Lights, you usually mention the wire as well. So oh, so they combo it. Yeah. So you like, think it's, it's the same people like both of them? Yeah, it's the same type of it's same type of feel. But then Friday Night Lights has a whole new audience. I think that might not have watched the wire, but I feel like the people that. The fans that follow me or, or, or fans of The Wire that are also fans of... It's more likely that they're fans of Friday Night Lights as well. Because the, the feeling, the heart was there, you know? It was it was real. It was gritty. Even though Friday Night Lights was a lot softer, obviously, than, than The Wire. But I feel like, you know, it's the same type of uh, taste, I think, between the two projects. So usually fans that are fans of The Wire are usually fans of Friday Night Lights as well. What's the percentage of people say? When's, when's that coming back? Is it ever coming back? Like nah. nobody says that. People nah, maybe, are done with maybe, it. Yeah, like people move on. It's like a twenty, like a twenty percent. I say twenty percent of people might say, "Is it coming back?" Just out of pure, just just to ask. I don't think they really believe it or really want it to come back, but they just want to know. Hold on a second. We got to take care of a little business here. With so many different bank accounts, credit cards, and passwords to remember, it's harder than ever to keep track of your money these days, even yours, Michael. That's what makes Personal Capital's free financial tools so important. They show you all of your accounts in one place, making it easy to manage finances, track investments, and grow your net worth. And it's all in real time. You also get other powerful free tools, including an investment checkup tool that analyzes your portfolio and suggest improvements, a fee analyzer to identify hidden fees that could delay your retirement, and the most sophisticated retirement calculator available. You can even speak to a financial advisor and they'll give you personalized portfolio guidance at a lower cost. See why Macworld calls personal capital, quote, the best free finance tracking app available. Just go to personalcapital.com BS to link your accounts. And in seconds, you'll have your own personal financial dashboard. And guess what? You'll also get free months of free advisory services if you enroll right now. That's personalcapital.com BS. One thing that I thought I was reading up on some of the interviews you gave because I wanted to make sure I didn't go over stuff you'd already talked no, about. Because you know how I roll. I like to have original interviews. Exactly. But you said what there was in the GQ thing. There was one part about, and you didn't totally go there, but I had been interested in what you thought about this about younger black actors versus the Denzel, mm-hmm. Will Smith type of generation. Mm-hmm. Who's in your generation? Right now, like who are you? There's some movie. Let's say there's the greatest movie but, ever, and they're like, about black actors, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, well, I, I want to do the black actors first, but then overall age group. Okay. But like, let's say there's some movie, and it's the best script anyone's ever seen. Okay. And the lead actor is a black male, and he's somewhere between 28 and 34. Who are you worried about in the casting session? Who's on your corner? I know, I know how competitive you are. I know there's somebody on your corner. It uh. Oh man! Don't look at Kenny. No, I'm not. I'm not. Just look at I'm Kenny. Looking up. No, I'm just looking around because it's like I, I mean, who am I worried about? Because I because I was thinking about, put, you're talking about this in sports terms. It's yeah, because like, which is like dangerous because it's, it's not sports. Let's call out somebody. Let's let's get some shit going right here. No, I mean honestly, it's so crazy. If that role broke down, if that broke down, if that breakdown came out, you know, yeah, you would see every actor from. 18 every black actor from 18 years old to 40 trying to squeeze into that small category so why is the talent pool because why is it shallow because i don't feel as though there's enough stories um being told they're being written for people of color to tell those stories to tell our stories they're not there's not a, there's not enough material out there so until you get writers and you know producers that are producing more of these stories that are producing more of these uh, uh these uh you know these 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 roles you're gonna get everybody you know from you know a lot of these different age range and categories coming in cramming in for this one role that's just what it is because there's a lack of there's like deep down Denzel will almost played the lead in Creed I mean, he's like, my two. Oh, oh crap! I'm the same age as Carl Weathers. I can't, we can't do this. That's pretty. That's kind. It's kind of like that right now. So, but I, but I feel like with with Creed and you know, hopefully, you know, success and other projects and the writing and the creating and developing that there will be you know a lot more roles out there for you know other we're, talented we're, actors to come out and play. Here's why I brought this up. What's up? Shonda Rhimes is basically carrying ABC. Yeah, she em- owns Thursdays. Empire was the hottest show of last year. Yeah. The, the audience is there, not just for TV, but for movies. And I wonder why Hollywood hasn't moved in that direction. Like even the story you told about Creed, 
you got until you got Fruitvale Station. Yeah, you guys didn't have the the the, the weight, cachet, the cachet weight to even get that movie made. But it's like, of course, that movie should have been made a cre- a sequel with, with built around Creed's son. Yeah, yeah, with Sly in it. Like yeah. who's not seeing? I guess Sly would have had to agree to be in it. That, but. I think that was the hardest thing was getting him because the studio loved it. You know, the studio loved the idea of it. You know, they were really excited about it. So that for our particular case, it wasn't. That wasn't the holdup. That was more of a, a personal sly legacy, what Rocky was, getting him to come back. Because that's the only way the film was going to work if we had Rocky. So without him, we had nothing. But um, other than that, I felt like the studios were really on board with the idea from Ryan. Because, you know, Ryan's a really you know, talented, very, very special guy, man. And if you, uh, it's really hard to meet him and, you know, hear a pitch from something and not be into it, you know? Yeah, he's so, definitely charismatic. Yeah, he's, 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 the, he's the guy, man. He's the real deal. Um you know what I was thinking about uh, you know like I, Eddie Murphy was my guy growing up okay and how different it is for a lead black actor in your era versus in the 80s because mm-hmm. like Eddie Murphy they wouldn't let him even kiss women in the 80s it's crazy he kissed a girl in 48 hours at yeah. the end mm-hmm. goes to the next couple movies Beverly Hills Cop his friend's on his bed like she's just basically lying there ready ready for uh, Axel Foley to make a move no, never makes a move yep. Golden Child they cut out the sex scene Did this they? is oh yeah oh, I didn't know I love Golden Child oh yeah, yeah that, was awesome. that scene got cut out what year was that it, like 86, 87 okay. okay but now at least we've entered an era where no I mean I, I would hope the yeah. executives and the people don't think about that stuff I know the, the viewers don't think about it but yeah. isn't that crazy that was only 30 years ago it's like yesterday man yeah it's like 30 years is nothing I, was, I feel like Eddie Murphy released Beverly Hills Cop like three years ago I mean I love I remember watching it so I mean a big <laughs> fan but it is it does feel like things have shifted and yet the only thing that hasn't shifted yet is the number of movies on that Fruitvale Creed kind of level for the opportunities so um, I, I hope that now changes no i think i i think i said within success you, the, the more successful projects that you see out there that are that are um it's, it's crazy cause sometimes it comes down to the nuts and bolts of what's what do they feel like is financially successful you know how can superheroes they, how, exactly like, i mean how can sequels they, how, superheroes star wars yeah so sometimes if they don't feel like there's a market for a certain you know type of film that it's really hard to get backing and you know and, and, and distribution and, and you know who's going to put the money up for the pna and the advertising and what type of material is it like what, what what market are you gearing towards it's like all these other things do come into play but i feel like if it starts at you know you know the writers you know the producers you know that are writing more sophisticated material you know, it's not not you know material that you know that everybody wants to see. That doesn't alienate any type of audience. It's not going towards a specific demographic. You know, if you do films that are you know generalized, you know that are still with people of color, but that everybody would love to go see, then I, th- I start to th- I, I feel like you will start to see a gentle breakdown of that clear as day. You know, yeah. Well, you know sports mo- a sports movie is a good way to do it because. But that's but that's that, that's going to another clear stereotype. Like, why does it have to be an athlete? Well, no, but I'm saying like a sports movie hits all types of people. It's not the superhero slash. But then you got a black, sequel then, slash but, whatever. But then you got a black guy that's historically great at being athletic and in sports that are in what sport? I mean, is it a hockey yeah, story? Fair. But I'm saying like Jake Gyllenhaal released a boxing movie too. Oh, okay, I mean, no, I, no, that's awesome. Yeah, but, yeah. But, but but we're specifically talking about black. No, I was talking about, oh, about you were talking about opportunities about movies. About movies, but and how, movies for, how hard it is to be inventive with a movie. You no, one hundred percent. But then also talking about as hard how hard is it to be inventive to have a black male lead. True. In those I type of in type of films that are yeah. not towards a specific group, but that are towards everybody. Will Smith's pri- I mean, I feel like half of Will Smith's movies, like Enemy in the State. It's amazing. Yeah, I really like that movie. I love it. It's kind of held up as a cable movie. No, no, seriously. Whenever it's, it's on, it's really I don't. Good. John Voight, I don't like. Whenever it's on TV, you don't turn from it. You know, it's just on. Even if it's on background noise, you're not really paying attention to it. I just, I would love having that movie on all the time. It's a, the reality is we just need more Ryan Coogler's. I think that is a that is a harsh reality because what he did, especially in Creed, there's a lot of subtle stuff where it's almost like for a good sports movie, the director has to be. I hate this word, but almost overqualified. Well, because oh, yeah, he has touches in that movie. It's like, yeah, that's not like your typical. This isn't major league, you know. Like this is like a real movie. <laughs> no, nah, exactly, and and it helps that he's super competitive and he loves sports, you know. And I think that that's another thing. It's super. It's very authentic. He took like boxing classes for a few months before just to like really understand. The so, boxing was excellent. Thank you. 
Oh well, because that Barber, can go that can go really badly. We had some really great uh, trainers and um, fight choreographers. Um, Rob Sally was my boxing trainer, and um, and uh, Clayton Barber. Um, you know, he did a lot of Wesley's, a lot of uh, yeah. the blades. He worked with Wesley Snipes a lot, and uh, he's really, really, really talented. And we wanted every punch that we threw in every fight to represent a line. Yeah. So it was like a scene. All the fight scenes were like regular. We, we approached them with acting scenes. So what is my intent with this jab? You know, what is my intent with this left hook, with this slip, with the, me getting hit? How, I, how am I reacting? How am I responding to it? So that's kind of how we approached to it. And I think we got this very layered fight where you see you know, where you can see a clear arc. And I think that's pretty cool. How did you how did you kind of master the attitude of being a boxer? I, I think. Understanding who Adonis was, you know, because I think he carries his personality from outside the ring into the ring sometimes and just having a lot of I think he fought for with a lot of rage and frustration, you know, in the beginning and then without a trainer. And then more he kind of found out about himself and about his father and just kind of, you know, learned from Rocky, somebody having that father figure, that mentorship. I feel like he he started to refine you know, what it, like kind of figure out what he was fighting for, you know? And I think that that's a super important. But, you know, once you find out the character part, you can figure out, you know, who he is physically as a boxer. We looked at a lot of Timothy Bradley. You know, Timothy Bradley was a fighter that we really... Uh, I was going to say, it looked to, like you had, you had scouted a couple of different boxers that you were copying the, in it, the ring. Because the in-the-ring personality is a big part of a boxing movie. Big deal. Yeah. So, like, Timothy Bradley and Parnell Whitaker, uh, Sweet Pea. We're, we're the two that's a good one that I really like focused in on and tried to grab little things from because Carl Weathers in, in Rocky 1 and 2 he, he's just doing an Ali impersonation for sure and that, that was Ali yeah no definitely I think and that was I mean they can you know you know, Carl would definitely admit to it well, that yeah. was definitely somebody he said, he he said it yeah. for sure and, um, and I didn't want to no, I didn't want to be like Apollo because I never met my dad. And I felt yeah. like he was kind of running from him more than anything. So he probably wouldn't want to be anything like his father. So if anything, he would probably pick a style or try to fight like somebody that wasn't like him. So we really wanted to just do something different. So you're not going to give me one Sly Stallone story? I mean, really? You're not going to give me one? You're not I mean, going to give me a great st- one? I mean, I showed you the video. I know you can't top Stickman. Stickman is just so a rough one. married that's, that's, being that's a, a, a killer Stickman. That's, that's, a rough, that's a rough one to top. Let me see if I got another... <laughs> Well, in the meantime, I have a very important subject for you. What's up? So, my son's name is Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons, okay. Ben Simmons, heading into uh, this college basketball season that just started, is the number one draft pick. He's at LSU. LSU, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah, six okay. foot ten. Yep. He's six foot ten? He's six foot ten. He wow. sees the floor like bird and magic. Wow. And I love that he went to LSU. Yeah, they have some weird Australian pipeline thing. No, but I just love. I the worry fact that, that there's going to be an outside the lines investigation, like four I'm years about sure, it. I'm but, sure it probably will. But, but I just love how. Anyway, not a sidetracking. Well, the, the, he, there's something special about that. Like, I haven't been this excited about a college player in nine years since Durant. Really? Yeah. Like legit. You, you'll watch. You'll I, understand. No, I saw. No, you I know saw hoops, him play one so you'll game. Watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw him play one game, and it was pretty like phenomenal, man. He's he's, he's not going to put up thirty points, but I, no. he feel, I feel like he's a facilitator. He's yeah. He's, he's a get makes everyone better guy. Yeah, which doesn't those guys don't exist really. Love it. So he's about to become really famous. Okay, he's so, going to be Ben Simmons. So how's that going to change? Your he's going to be basically Kevin Durant, and yeah. my son has the same name as him. Yeah, you've been in this exact situation. Exact situation. Michael Jordan. Yes. Then the other Michael Jordan, you added the B, yeah. but it was something you heard earlier in your career. So what do I do with my son? I mean, Ben Simmons isn't going to be Michael Jordan. I was going to say, is he going to play basketball? No. Hockey. He's a hockey player. He's a hockey player. Well, that's another thing. He has his own lane. I guess the hardest part about me was that I was playing basketball. Right. You know, I was playing basketball at a young age. Maybe if I was like, if I took up, you know, painting or something like that. It wouldn't matter. I was was like, yeah, yeah, okay, great. Yeah, I'm the Picasso of, you know, I'm the MJ of, you know, paint, whatever. You know, (laughs) I'll kind of like have my own thing. But the fact that I was, you know, playing basketball and I did get into the arts and acting and stuff like that. So it it came with that celebrity tag once you're in the industry in any type of way, whether it's modeling or acting or commercials, everybody thinks, you know, they all kind of bunch it up as just celebrity or whatever. So I kind of got that. You know, I was kind of in that lane, so I couldn't be the the almost Michael Jordan that was almost famous and almost did something good. Right. It kind of gave me that chip to like excel and be great at whatever. So it was good it for was you. It was oh for sure. Did you take shit when you were like six, seven, eight, nine, oh, ten? Man, oh, oh, Michael Jordan, you're six, not seven. Michael Jordan. Yeah, the real Michael, yeah, you can't ball like him. All that, all everything, any any 
thing you can think of, I was definitely, it, somebody said it to me as a kid. And then even as, you know, as a teenager or, you know, mid twenties, you know, ordering pizza, you know, like, like, who's it for? You know, what's the name? Michael Jordan. Yeah. And they'll like say what? Let me guess, apartment 23, and they'll hang up on me. Like, I've, I had that happen to me numerous times. So it's like, but, and the funny part is people would like tell jokes about my name and they'll act like it's the first time I ever heard it. Right. Or, they, or, or they'll, they'll think that this is the first Where's time. Where's Scotty? Yeah. All like that. a lot of those, like, yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. But the, the weird thing about your name, and maybe it's just because I've been following you now for a few years and you've been on the pod and all that stuff, but I feel like Michael B. Jordan is its own name. Thank you. No, it's like I don't even think of the Michael Jordan thing anymore. I don't think anyone does. That's the, and that I think you reached the point have where I reached, have I, have I well, and also got he there? hasn't played for twelve years, uh, you know, yeah. and he's like there's just this failed Charlotte owner now, the, you know, who well, used to be the best basketball player of all time, but now he's not. Or the retros that get released every you know two yeah. three weeks, and you know I'm not like saying he's not a quadrillionaire. No, 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 no. I know, but he's very very much so alive and present. No, but, I know he is. No, but, but, but I feel like you're you're the Michael B. Jordan is its own thing that oh, has look, no relation to Michael. I'm Jordan. not fighting this. I'm yeah. with you. I. I am, I am happy because that has definitely been a goal of mine for a really long time. So the fact that you say that, you know, that, that feels good. But even when Fruitvale came out, I still feel like it was lingering a tiny bit. Yes. Not I agree. with me. No, but just everybody. Yeah. Yeah. See, the MBJ now is its own like acronym. I know. I just got to get people to really understand the MBJ and then don't say MJB. Oh, <laughs> people say MJB? I mean, because it's like, the, so it's the same like letters. So the MJB, like, no, that's Mary J. Blige. See, I, I mean, I mean, MBJ. I mean, yes, great. We're, we're going to work on it. All right. This is, this is this couple years. I think we should be clear across the board. But. See, my issue is my son's middle name, middle initial is O. You boss? know why I did that? He's the boss. B-O-S, Boston. Boss. That's the Boston acronym. Boston right? acronym. If you watch any Boston Okay, game. not for sure. Or you can just, I mean, or boss. Yeah, or the boss. Or the boss. That's a cool nickname. The boss is a cool nickname. So on the, maybe on, that's maybe he'll just be Boss Simmons. Bo, boss Simmons, just is get rid of Ben. That's pretty cool. Boss, he really is the boss. Today. Boss is pretty cool, man. Yeah, especially on the ice. But what are the odds that we name that me, the person who loves basketball the most, yeah. and name the book the book of basketball, and I name my son Ben Simmons, and ben. Then there's another Ben Simmons <laughs> who is now going to be the best basketball player coming out of college in nine years. Were you thinking about the initials though? Like, cause oh, hundred percent. Oh, okay, okay. Do you know how hard it is to find an O? <laughs> it was like Owen, Oscar, what is Oliver. It? What is it? So you'll like this. We Ollie, with... Oakley. Oakley is pretty cool. That's that. So Ben, ben Oakley Simmons. That's so that's I saw cool Oakley name. and I always thought Charles Oakley was like the toughest basketball player. Yeah. So I was like, we need if Oakley's the middle name. And he's a Nick. This guy's going to be kind of a bad... Well, I thought of him as a bull when <laughs> I did it. <laughs> but I was like, if if we if his middle initial is one of the biggest badasses in NBA history, yeah. it's a good start for him. It's a and, great. and my kid is one of those kids who like doesn't cry. And okay. okay. He's built like... Yeah, yeah. So it was yeah, good. Be, so BOS. So he'll probably be pretty tall too. Yeah. Definitely he's hockey though. Player. The hockey guys, it doesn't matter. But No, I've seen hockey players look like football players. I mean, they're like six... Three, well, yeah, six, but four. I'm saying he could be 5'11 and still play. Okay. Yeah, the hockey guys have gotten gigantic. And because you you're on skate, you're on, you know, you're on skates too, so that gives you a couple inches. So I guess like even the 5'11 guys is like 6'2, six, 6'3. Six, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So All I have right. a future in hockey. Great. Thanks for indulging my family sidetrack. No problem. So Creed is going to be a big ass movie. I hope so. When does it come out? Thanksgiving Day, uh, November 25th. Yeah, yeah. So we're running this on Wednesday, the day before, which is good. Awesome. And oh, on Wednesday. Oh, yeah, Wednesday the twenty fifth. I'm sorry, Thanksgiving yeah. Day's on Thursday. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wednesday the twenty fifth. Yeah. Did you? How many of the posters did you steal? Thirty five. And which I, one is? I, which one are you framing? I'm framing the one with me and Sly. You know, the one with uh, his hand on my shoulders. That I'm definitely framing that one. I'm, okay, I'm, I'm lying. I'm framing all of them. What happens if this movie becomes a huge movie? Like, don't turn into an asshole. No, come on, man. I'm not gonna let you. you I'm about to say you always. I'm gonna have you, you be in the pod like every 18 months, just to like make. You sure. You know what? I really, I realized you were gonna make it long term when we did the celebrity game together, and Kevin Hart shot like every time he had the ball, and you were so cool about it. I was just like, you know, man, it's, you're it's like, all right. If it's we want to win, game. I'm over here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all right, put me in, coach. Whenever you want. Whenever you want to start running some plays, coach. I'm over here. I'm ready for you. Uh, I'm but still Toronto, haunted. we're got. Look, are you coaching this year? No, I'm done. You're done. I'm out. All right. Yeah, that was my one time. I lost to Jalen. You know why I lost? Because I traded him Skylar Diggins for uh, for who? For Elena Deladon. 
Della, wait, I she thought did, we needed more shooting. We did. You know what? I didn't hit one jump shot that game, so I, I you know, I'm and I missed my free throw. So I'm, a, I'm a. I'm gonna, miss, take the blame. You, I'm gonna take my blame for that one. We missed like five free throws down the stretch. We did. Did I ever tell you that I bet on us? No, I did not. I did know it. Pete that. Rose. Really? Yeah, we were laying like a point, <laughs> and I Pete Rose. Did I bet? I bet on my own team, so I can't go to the Hall of Fame. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, man. I, bet, I feel like I let you down, man. I had Jimmy Kimmel and his cousin Sal. The three of us. I was like. I stacked our team. That's so funny. Got Michael B. Jordan. He played, he played in high school. We're going to kill it. I got the two best WNBA players. I started hot. Right. And it was a well, long you know, game. It wasn't your fault. You know what happened. What? It the, turned into a, you know, into Well, a, Mr. Hart didn't help us, but. No, that's right, Kevin. I'm talking to you, yeah, Mr. Yeah, Hart. I, I blame yeah, you. Maybe distribute the ball a little Just more a next little time. Just a little bit, man. Yeah. You're not, you're not a shoot first point guard. <laughs> Like Steph Curry. Or, or Russ. But what killed us was that our WNBA players got scared they were going to get hurt. Oh, Because we sure. had a couple of people in that game that were, that had that were real flying season. around. Like yeah. It was like this was the highlight of their basketball career to be in this game. Yeah. And they were afraid they were going to get undercut or and hurt or something. Ernie Duncan? I'm calling out Ar- Arnie Duncan. Arnie? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm calling out Arnie. I'm calling he was out Arnie see, next year, man. That was my biggest mistake is uh, not getting Arnie. We slept on Arnie. Arnie Duncan. Man. All right, so what are you doing next? I'm a. What's the, what are the next movie projects? I don't know. I'm um. You I'm, don't know. You, I like this. You're, so you're betting on Creed. Yeah. Well. Well. I'm, I'm betting on Creed right now, and I'm trying to. I'm. I'm trying to. I don't want to just work just to work. You know. I'm, I'm doing a. Well. I'm doing Just Mercy with Destin Cretton. He did Short Term Twelve, and I'm playing the real life person. I, I, you know, Brian Stevenson, who's a defense attorney. Yeah. Um. Out of out of uh, Alabama, and uh, and the book is is an amazing book, and um. Can I make some suggestions? Four. Remember the last time you were on, I told you you needed to make a sports movie? You, did, you don't you remember said, that, no, no, but no, no, I did. No, 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 wait, wait. You said, I, said, uh, I said you had to do a sports movie. Yeah, because you, you were looking at it. You said an alien movie. You were talking about that. You did, you did the super. The, I did the I did, Will Smith. I did, I did the Will Smith. You went out, so I did. Superhero. All right, so maybe, superhero. maybe not the best advice on that, but you got paid, right? <laughs> I got paid. You got a paycheck. <laughs> I did. That's good. Here's what I want. I think you, I think, think about being a lawyer. Think about think go McConaughey time to kill level type of thing that's, that's kind of the tone of you the big monologue at the end where you, you you well up the Oscar scene at the end is that it is yeah that, okay yeah that's the only no I think that's one thing that's you should one thing do. okay here's what you shouldn't do don't play Willie Mays Hayes's son okay in, Ma- in major league the comeback okay got don't it. don't make it a don't keep doing the sports movie sons of guys from 30 years ago Just, this it. is it this is the one-off this well, is not it. the one-off, but you know, there's the you know. Did, no, this should be it. Unless no, I mean, there's it a few. Creed two. Oh, or you know, I Creed mean, two. Now you're talking I mean, my language. Just, you know, just saying. I don't know if your body can go through it. I'm trying to keep this new body as long as I can. You I just meant, told me you got a 103 degree fever from the last one. Yeah, yeah, but this guy right here, or this guy that you're looking at, you stayed in shape. I haven't taken it for a spin yet, so I want to just hold on to it. <laughs> I want to hold on to it for as long as I can. You have some sort of basketball project in your life that's going to happen at some point, but I don't at, know what it is. At some point, you vaguely know what it is. But, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's something that you know, me and a buddy of mine, Eric. I want to be involved. We will make that. Yeah, happen. we're gonna. Something's gonna happen when that becomes real. Yeah, and then you got dibs. So rom com, you hafted it. You didn't totally do it. You did that. You did it with two buddies. Yeah, I didn't. You I didn't, didn't do I didn't, the one where it's like. Not yet. You're, you, I got some time. You know, I want my career to be a reflection of things that I like, and I like a lot of different things. You know, so I, yeah. I kind of want. I want to. I want to take my time. But there's definitely going to be, you know, a time where you know people see the goofy, you know, carefree, you know, not giving a shit side of me, and it's and it's going to come out because people that know me know I have that. But right. it's it's a uh, it's eventually going to come out. You haven't played a cop yet. I've not played a cop. Have that going for you. I haven't played. You have a, a lot of soldier. you have a lot of chess pieces left. Oh, war movie. Have you been in a war movie? Red Tails, but I was uh, Red Tails. Red Tails counts. Red but Tails. you you weren't like one of the leads in Red Tails, right? Were you? No, not at the end of the movie. No. Okay. No, no. So cop, cop, soldier. Maybe maybe some. When, when's Warrior. the last time there's been like a really good buddy cop movie? I mean, Bad Boys is the last time he really did it. I love Bad Boys. Bad Boys, so, it's, Bad Boys it's, it's, it's was so tone. good. It was a perfect tone. I have another suggestion between. for you. Yeah, well, you know why Bad Boys were at Miami. You put anything in Miami, it's it's and, like and, and Ballers goes. is in Miami. Like, doesn't even matter what the plot is. They just right. walk Palm around trees, Miami. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, water, boats, women, models, models, 
So you got that. You got that thing. Got too. that. See what yeah. else. I think you need to. I would study the Hanks IMDb. Hanks. Yeah. Cruise. Hanks had one like he. Hanks had no nah, crew. I wouldn't do Cruise. I would study Hanks because Hanks Le- had. What about Leo? Leo's Leo. good. I see. I feel like Leo got a little too weird. Too much. Yeah, I think he tilted too far toward the. Oh, I'm an actor. I'm gonna only work with directors I respect. And it's yeah. like you know what? Just make a rom com every once in a while. Yeah, he went out of every nine. Just one of every nine. Just, just be somebody's boss, and she fell in love with you, and she shouldn't have, and you might not end up together. And then in the end, you're running toward her in slow motion. That works too. Yeah, just do like every I'm gonna, nine. I'm gonna do a hybrid. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do my own version. I'm gonna do the Michael B. version of, of Michael B. Jordan version of uh, all that. Do seven for you and one for them. That works. Because usually it's one for. One soldier, I, I like the soldier idea. So I mean, it's gotta be just whatever it is. It's got, I gotta have it has to have heart to it, and just um, or a villain. I haven't played a villain. Yeah, I haven't played a villain. Be careful with that though. Why has Leo ever played like a real villain? Blood Diamond was like as close as he came. Will Smith never played a villain. Denzel trained to. Yeah, that worked for him, but he did that later in his career. Yeah, that was later. That was like fifteen years in. And by the way, I know he was supposed to be a villain in that movie. But you still kind of rooted for him. I rooted for him the whole time. Yeah, you rooted for him. Yeah, you did. You did. I mean, that's just Denzel. Denzel's awesome. And like Fuqua is like such an amazing. uh, That's another one for you. You got to do one with Denzel. Yeah, man. That'd be. Because how many many more does he have left? Oh, he's. I mean, look at Morgan Freeman. He's going strong. Yeah, but then he moves into a different. That's a different phase of his career. Yeah, all you saw as far as Denzel being like, you know. Yeah, like him having the the bandwidth to just be like the lead. I don't think he's going. He's not going anywhere, man. Denzel's here to stay. He's the best. He is. I th- that's my choice for getting Jack's Laker seat. <laughs> if Jack Denzel? goes. Yeah, because that's going to be an important thing, I think. Okay. You know? Somebody, it's got to be a real, somebody with real impact in that seat. But like, how do you, like, how would you go about getting those seats? Well, you have, you have a vote. That's why I'm going to become the sports star. Okay. That's one it. of the things we're going to vote on. Got it. Okay. Got it. Yeah. All right. We're going to have America vote on who should get that seat. It's a very important seat. It is a very crucial seat. It's the number one celebrity capital, and you have to have somebody in that specific spot next to the visitor's bench who's recognizable. Leo's in play, too, for it. So how would I go about, like, getting getting rid of Spike's? Getting Oh, Spike's Knicks thing? Knicks thing. How do I go about that? Spike might do that himself. (laughs) (laughs) How do I go about that? Spike Spike never scaled it back. No. He he was just always all in on Knicks thing. Yeah. So, I I didn't realize you were a Knicks fan, but you were from Newark. Mm-hmm. So how'd that happen? I mean, who was I mean, what the Nets? Net, you just the Nets were just out. No, I mean, okay, put it like this: I'm a Giants fan. Giants and the Jets, they both play in Jersey. True. So I mean, I'm a Giants fan, and then you got the Nets. Eh, always been a Knicks, Mets, old school Mets, not new bandwagon Mets, old school Mets, and then Knicks fan. What's going on with women? I'm single. I'm enjoying my, my time right now. Is this like I'm Creed single right now? Like this my movie's going to be big? This, 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 is, this is I'm Creed single, but just life, man. Life is happening so fast. Like it's such a transition as far as your privacy, your personal life, just handling people knowing your name, you know, walking up to you, talking to you like they know you, you know, just the, you know, the social network aspect of it all, the, you know, the going out, the, you know, being caught at a, a restaurant with a friend that is legitimately a friend, but just because you're out, then all Who's of a sudden that? it's something no, that sounds anybody. like that's something that happened. No, 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 no. I mean, I try to avoid those situations yeah. as much as possible, but just, it just changed the way you think, the way you navigate life on a day to day. And it's a transition for me. And it's like, so I'd rather not bring anybody else into that crazy transition if I'm having a hard enough time trying to wrap my brain around it and figure it out how am I going to bring another woman into a situation and then try to make that work which is hard enough as it is so in the future you know I'm not saying no to it or running away from it but right now I'm just you know enjoying you know what Magic Johnson's rule was on this whole thing what was Magic same Johnson's rule as Jalen Rose's rule what, what's, what's I spent a lot of time in a small room with those guys watching 10 TVs at once don't date a celebrity Two, celebrity, two celebrities can't make it together. Can't make it together? No? Yeah. Because celebrity, it's, naturally, the, they're in the middle of the tornado. Mm-hmm. The world is, revolves around them. It's crazy. You put a second tornado 
Two in there. And now you have a double tornado. <laughs> and you have somebody who's like, well, the world revolves around me. It's like, no, the world. That's why when, whenever actors date, once one of them starts doing better than the other, it's over. It's, that's funny. You can't handle it. That's funny. Like, let's, say, let's say you're dating. I don't know. Let's pick a who's a successful, hey man, awesome I'm actress. You pick right? Let's say no. you're dating Jennifer Lawrence right now. You and Jennifer <laughs> oh, Lawrence. Your Jay movie Lo- comes uh, out. It's huge. Yeah. Now it's like, oh, yeah, the career wise. Yeah, they're, they're it cool. Makes sense. He's rooting yeah. for her. Yeah. And then she has three movies in a row that bomb. And meanwhile, you do the rom-com. <laughs> you get shot in a war movie. <laughs> You're a lawyer. Yeah, you, a lawyer. you get nominated for the lawyer movie. Yeah. And she's all of a sudden down here like getting offers to do TV shows. She's just mad at you all the time. Once that seesaw shifts, it's over. So See, stay away from celebrities. But I'm the, kind of, I'm the type of guy that would be like, all right, you know what? We're going to make this work. Nah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go write a movie for you. Let's go get somebody. Let's go. Let's go. Oh, let's, go, like let's, go let's go. figure it out. A giving boyfriend. I mean, let's go. Let's go figure it out. Let's go. Let's go get you that. What do you What do you need next? Okay, let's figure out what's the her next move is going to be. I mean, that's the kind of guy I am. My my two pieces of advice here: no Kardashian family. Just no. Got it. Just stay out. Check. You look at what's happening to the Rockets right now. <laughs> that's one. <laughs> James. No Taylor Swift. Okay. Because once it goes bad, you're in like five of her songs. And you know that's going to happen. She has a track record with it. <laughs> well, she has a track record with I'll like 10 guys. I'll be immortalized in, you know, in no, the song. You no, you don't want to be that yeah, guy. Yeah. Okay, no. Okay. She'll, she, the, the song will just be called MBJ, oh, but man. she won't ever say your name. Okay, but it'll be MBJ. <laughs> and she'll just be <laughs> annihilating you in this song. People are like, I think this is about Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> yeah, so stay away from that. All just right, be cool. careful. Right. Make, your, make your choices wisely. This is going to be a big movie. Yes, sir. All right. Michael B. Jordan. Man. Um, this is fun. good. This is almost as good as being on Ellen. Almost. But I'm going to go tell her that I had a great time here. So she has to top this one. People think that we look alike, me and Ellen. which And we actually do. <laughs> we both have like crazy weird blue eyes and like big bug eyes and I would, short hair. You we actually do, do kind of look alike. You guys could be a doppelganger. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that'll be my rom-com, me and Ellen. <laughs> she, All right. Good luck with like, Creed. Creed nah, comes man. out on uh, November 20. Fifth Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday, November twenty fifth. Yeah. I listen, you know you guys know how much I love the Rocky series. I condone Creed. Wow, it man. has my stamp of approval. You heard it. It's nice work. Bill Simmons approved. All right, take care. My man. Thanks to Personal Capital, a great way to track your money with the best financial tools imaginable. Monitor all your accounts in one place, manage finances, track investments, plan your retirement, and grow your net worth in real time. Just go to personalcapital.com slash BS. To link your accounts, you'll also get free months of free advisory services if you enroll right now. That's personalcapital.com slash BS. Thanks to SeatGeek, our presenting sponsor that just launched a new platform called SeatGeek Marketplace that allows you to buy and sell event tickets. Learn more at SeatGeek.com slash BS. And thanks to HBO for giving my, my own television show that launches next spring. Play us out, Tupac. We about this bitch. Anytime y'all want to see me again, rewind this track right here, close your eyes, and picture me rolling.